Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I want to give a very warm welcome to Teresa Rose. Teresa is the founder of Teresa Rose Presents, where as a certified speaking professional, she works with thought leaders, including experts, authors, speakers, coaches, and advisors on how to create content that will engage audiences from the stage, the page, and the screen. She does this by developing the model and messaging needed to make the biggest, most lasting impact, where she helps you crystallize your brilliance. With over two decades of experience, Teresa is dedicated to guiding leaders and leveraging their expertise to make an impact on the world and gain crystal clear clarity on who they are, what they are doing, and where they want to go. Today, Teresa and I are going to be chatting about the world of visual branding and how to find clarity in developing your own brand while creating an authentic representation of you. We'll learn what works from Teresa's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some just miss the mark. Teresa, welcome. So happy to have you here today. Thank you so much, Stacy. Thanks for having me. Of course. What I always love charting off talking about is how did you get to here today? What made you go? And, and for our listeners, they don't know. You have this incredible background. You're an energy healer. You've been in a speaker. You've done so much. You mentioned to me theater. Yeah. What got you to where you are now, where you are helping people define their messaging with clarity. Oh boy, that's a that's a handful. We don't have enough time to talk about how all the twists and turns that got me here. Uh, but I will share that uh, from a from a marketing standpoint, how did I get to the place where I crystallized the brilliance of brands and businesses? Mm -hmm. How did I get there from here? Uh, well, I would say it started when I was five <laughs> and uh, and had the hairbrush in my hand and did the uh, you know did the show in front of the stuffed animals. Uh, that was that was me. Carol Burnett was my hero. Uh, and I was always a performer. I was just always a performer. And I also had a head for business. I also really loved, uh, you know, school. I loved uh, persuasion. I loved debate. I was in speech. I was a theater nerd. You know, I loved being in front of people too, right? So I had this life where I went down the, the path of business, got a degree in business, you know, managed a hundred million dollars of annual revenue for a Fortune 100 company. I could understand the mechanics of enterprises and product development and product marketing. That was what I grew up in, uh, in a corporate world. And I was also a consultant. I could go into organizations and see exactly what was broken and I could see the gaps in it. And it was just like a puzzle. It was like a puzzle to solve uh, when I could see these organizations. And then life gives you snow globe moments, right? Where things twist and turn. And I got laid off from my big fancy job. And then I went to another small company and I got laid off from them 10 months later because I was in plan for a succession uh, and realized once I was in it that, that they didn't really want that uh, and or certainly didn't want it with me. Uh, and my life just stopped, right? Corporate. I could not find another job. I couldn't. And then I, by happenstance, uh, fell into 
this hippy dippy airy fairy life that I had, uh, where I went to massage therapy school, because I just heard that sounds cool. And I don't want to have to, you know, look for a job anymore. And that opened up a whole new world for me of what I would call energy management studies, you know, consciousness studies, holistic healing, uh, the mind body connection, uh, meditation, mindfulness, all the things. And I immersed myself in that and ran a, you know, a wonderful practice from that. And I really understood a lot about what uh, what drives people far more than I learned when I was in the big fancy corporate role. I learned about what really drove people when they were one on one with me and falling apart. Right. And, and what I understood is that energy is everything. Energy is everything. And that drives us and it makes us make decisions and it makes us buy. Uh, and so I knew that going in and, and for me, I could understand the feeling of energy, right? And uh, and so again, more snow globe moments from life. My mom passed away in 2006 and I felt like I didn't want to go back to that, you know, that that life of being in, in the healing world. Uh, and so I wrote my first book. And as part of that first book that I wrote, someone, I was doing a reading in Sarasota, Florida, and someone said to me, oh, I loved it, I loved it. How much would you charge to come speak to my group? And I went, charge? <laughs> charge? Are you kidding me? We can make money talking? So I knew that there was Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins and all the people, right? But I didn't know that it was a job. And so what I went, when I decided to do is just start to, you know, be in the thought leadership realm. So from 2009 to now, I've been a professional speaker. I'm a certified speaking professional through the National Speakers Association. And so I understand uh, the, 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 the way that we can share our brilliance on stages and pages and screens, right? I've done it personally. And I've been in the leadership capacity in that, in that organization. And I just understand what happens, right? And what are the pitfalls? And so so how I fell into this experience of mine of being a crystallizer, that's what I do. I'm a, I'm a brand and business crystallizer and strategic co-creator. That's essentially how I show up for people and their marketing abilities. And that, that notion that I went through uh, or that, that experience that I went through about being a professional speaker and an author and a coach and a consultant and what, was the, what were the landmines? Where did I fall? Where, where was everyone struggling, right? I realized by its very nature where everybody struggles is clarity. It's clarity. And when I created my own model of my thought leadership with my book, Mindful Performance, How to Powerfully Impact Profitability, Productivity, and Purpose, I created a contextual model of my brilliance as it relates to this thing I created called Mindful Performance, a combination of mindfulness and business management best practices. Everybody knows they need mindfulness, they just don't know how. I wrote a how-to book and I created a model around it. And when I did that, the nerd in me, the kid back, you know, who loved puzzles and loved wordplay and could figure out all those, those stories uh, went, whoa, you can take people's ideas and their brilliance and their genius of how they show up in the world, no matter who they are or what they do, you can, if you pay attention enough, you can look at it and you can actually distill it down to its essence and draw it on a cocktail napkin. When you can draw it on a cocktail napkin, you can sell it anywhere, anytime to anyone. That's how I stumbled in 
to this experience. Oh, and by the way, in the middle of that, I had a stint for about two years where I was running a global network of thought leaders, coaching them on a one-to-one basis and really hearing what their real pain points were and their real pain points nine times out of 10, and I'm being generous with the nine times out of 10, was a lack of clarity. It was not a lack of talent or a lack of drive or a lack of money or a lack of organization. It was a lack of clarity that was stopping them from getting to the goal that they endeavored to to get to. Yeah, and I think that I, I think a lot of people and all our listeners can relate to that because you can come up with this phenomenal idea and in your head it rocks and it's great. And then you open it and you're like, you know it's the next great business deal. Yeah. It's gonna revolutionize the world. And you open your mouth to explain it to your husband, your wife, your co-worker, your colleague, your employee, and it all goes to crap because <laughs> you try to say it and you're not able to exactly, as you said, get it down into the broad strokes yes. of simpleness of understanding what the actual thing is, the intent is, and what the result will be. Correct. Exactly. And then that's the unfortunate part about it because your idea is brilliant. It's yeah. the, it's the translation of that idea from your heart and your mind to another person that it starts to break down. And that's why I'm so passionate about creating visual brands for brands and businesses to, to be able to draw a picture. And I actually mean a picture. I don't mean an acronym and I don't mean a huge, big honking thing. Okay. I'm talking about a very simple picture that you can literally draw on a square cocktail napkin. When you can have a picture of that brilliance distilled down to its essence, you're communicating in a way that's shorthand and also has the feeling in it, right? Have you ever had a conversation over a cocktail napkin where someone flipped it over and doodled something and showed you something? Absolutely. I've also heard of a lot of lawsuits over business ideas on cocktail napkins. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. It's like, how do you take the original mm -hmm. idea that you've had and translate it to a yeah. very, because, because guess what? Lawsuits happen from cocktail napkins because cocktail napkins work. Exactly. It's actually a business plan that people are able to rip off and run with. Yes, yes. Yes. So, so ensuring that you can bring it down to its essence is your ability then to communicate it with the same level of, of, of enthusiasm and commitment that you have for the idea itself, right? You know inside how brilliant it is. When you can draw it, then you can convey it in a consistent fashion to people over and over and over and over and over again. And therein lies the power of the scalability of the idea, right? Okay. So, this brilliance that you have come up with. Yeah. What's the first step? How do you start getting it onto that napkin? Ooh, yeah, good question. So, well, when I crystallize people, uh, I work with them on a deep dive one-on-one -on -one capacity. I will tell you the mechanical first step, but I also want to tell you the energetic first step. Because to me, crystallization is an alchemic uh, blend of economics and energetics. It's not just, can I you know, figure out some, you know, marketing logo and plan and, and, you know, visual to do this. There, there needs to be the heart in it too, right? Well, my assumption is you're probably an intuit based off of your energetic work that you've done before. Yeah. So you're able to actually look at something and the system you've come up with is peeling back all the layers of the onion to actually get to the heart of the matter. Bingo. 
Bingo. Exactly. Exactly. And I, 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 what I love about crystallization is that it necessarily allows you to witness someone. That's where, that's the magic of it. That's why I say I'm not just a brand and business crystallizer. I'm a strategic co-creator because it's an equally important part of the equation, which is your brilliance gets seen when someone sees it. Mm-hmm when someone sees it first. So I don't ask them for what makes you brilliant. I actually go find it. Okay. So that first step on an energetic level is to really connect to them and connect to their hearts. Why do they do what they do? What's their purpose in life? How are they going to make the world a better place because of the work that they're doing? And I really truly get in on all my feels, right? I get into my heart and I, and I know that this person really wants to make the world a better place. And when I do that, once I'm all squishy like that in my heart, what I then do is sort of open the curtains to their brilliance. And that brilliance is in a box of brilliance that I, you know, it's a, it's a digital, cloud-based box that they get to put all their brilliance in. These could be speeches and books and half-written manuscripts and uh, podcast interviews and handwritten, you know, it could be anything. It doesn't matter. You just put it all in there. And when you can put your content of where you have shined, right, where you have really done that amazing work that you want to do in the world, world because people get so drowned and lost in their own words so I have them put all their words and all their goodness in these boxes and then I will actually just be with it I will read it I will actually read their book I will actually read their book that's a lot of reading of possibly not great content that you're signing oh because this is not for all our listeners like Think about it. If you write a book right now, before it actually gets on the bookshelf, a lot of people are going to read it, edit it, and fix it. Yep. So we're talking about Teresa here reading everyone's heart and soul content unedited. Unedited. I What I like to call it is, it's thought spaghetti, word salad, half-baked ideas, okay? It is a lot of it, okay? And my job as a crystallizer is to be present. Here's the Here's the rub. You have to be present with all of it to find the gems. Okay. And when, when it's not written well, or it's, you know, not performed as well as you think it could be, or whatever judgment you start putting on somebody's content, that's why I get in my heart first, because then I, I actually experience it sort of as them. Right. And I look at it and I go, Oh yeah, that's it. That's, that's where she's trying to go. That's where he's trying to get to because the writer in me sees where the gaps are, right. Just like I was as a consultant, I could see where the gaps are of, Oh, I can see what they're trying to do, but they're just not getting it done right I can find those little nuggets of awesome distill them down to its essence and then once I have the major themes of what they really are talking about like really 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 then the creative in me comes in and goes now how can I make it intuitive how can I make it beautiful how can I make it poetic how can I make it alliterative you know all the ways that make it a really powerful contextual model and so what is you 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 read this whole world of spaghetti and salad and <laughs> sauce that's spread all over the place at this point. Yeah. What's the next step after that? Once we get together, so I, I what I do is I crystallize their brilliance without their even just 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 looking at their content. Yeah. Then we get together in a two day retreat setting and I call it a mastermind of two and it's important that I call it a mastermind of two because what I'm not is a marketing agency that's going to drop 
this is your report and now we're going to talk about it. And I'm not showing up and going, okay, tell me about you. I'm actually showing up at this mastermind of two, showing them them in picture format. Okay. And why I call it a mastermind of two, because remember, this is an economics and an energetics. It's equally important because people, once they actually can be truly seen and understood and honored, and I can prove it because I can draw it on a cocktail napkin. I don't just use, just flower you with words everywhere, right? When I can show you you, what then happens is this is a, it's a process of us, what I call work the wobble, right? And the first part about it is really them just being acknowledged. They, they will often, men and women will often have an emotional reaction, a visceral you know, a, a incredible emotional reaction from being seen and understood because most of them have struggled lately of I'm trying so hard and I can't seem to get conversion. I can't seem to get people to adopt my ideas or my offer, right? They are struggling. So when they actually can see it and reflect, have it reflected back to them, they not only understand that, oh my gosh, I have the key now. I know what I'm going to do. But they also, that part inside them is seen as, as the brilliant being that they are. And, and they get bigger as a result of that. We look at life bigger together and work it together. You help breathe life and, and energy into their idea so that it's not just trapped in the murkiness of written words. Yes, yes. And you know how well it is, how, how, how effective it is to receive a draft, right? right. When, you, when you can receive a draft copy of yourself and say, here's what I think what I saw. And I, what I do is I deconstruct it during the work, the wobble. I will literally go, this is why I chose these words in this order with this color and this framework and this progression. Because you can teach a lot in a picture, right? You can put a lot of pieces of information in a picture. So I break it down and literally until I can feel, feel in my body, it's back to the, my time in, in, in energy works. When I can feel it's a heck yes, mm -hmm. and I will know it from them because they will, they will, they, they, they can't contain themselves because they are like, this is the perfect word. This is the perfect, this is it. This is it. Right. When they get to that level of hell yes, that's when I go, okay, now we can work on the other two pieces that I believe are essential. Once you have the model of your brilliance, you need to have the messaging of your brilliance. You need to have the words, the actual words, right? the essence of what you really are talking about. So you can use it across all your marketing channels consistently, right? Consistent messaging all across the channels. And you also need to know your monetization plan. How are you going to make the money, honey? Right? Where's the money? And like I listened to the uh, Sarah Noel Block tiny marketing episode, which I loved. And she was talking all about the, the you know, streamlining the processes, cutting away things that don't, that aren't essential, right? And, and making sure that it generates leads. That's the essence. That's how she needed to get it done, right? It's the same principle from the monetization plan. What's your, what's your walk run soar? right? What's your value ladder that's going to get you in? So you're not thinking about 1700 different off offers. You're thinking about one that's going to lead to the next one that's going to lead to the next one. And do you have the right lead generation tool to get them into the bucket number one? Simple, easy peasy, right? Sales and marketing 101. It also makes them a better salesperson when they understand themselves so well that they can write it on a cocktail napkin. Well, you're taking that cocktail napkin and then you're turning it into cornerstone content because you're going to be breathing in life around your speaking, your books, your articles, all interwoven with the same 
message yes. overall that is yes. going to be leading to the same ultimate goal. Yes. So you're just taking it down to the most simple building blocks to be able to then actually create your castle from. Exactly, exactly. My personal crystallized model of marketing and, and sales is clarify, amplify, monetize. Clarify starts in the heart. Can you draw that one of a kind, what I call spirit print, that thing you would do on the cocktail napkin? Are you so crystal clear that you can do that? Clarify is first, then you're amplifying it out, right? Radiating it outwards in all the channels that you show up. You people read you, they listen to you, they watch you and they interact with you. That's it. So those places, if you're consistently sending out the right messaging and the right imagery around that, then that has so much energy to it in the marketplace that it starts to send out and pierce the veil, pierce the noise of distraction so that you can monetize. It's that clarify, amplify, monetize, outward crystallization that happens that then has traction enough where people will take action on what you're offering. And my assumption is a lot of that is built around your why as well. Oh, big time big time. That's why I want to know that that's what's so beautiful about the process of crystallization is I actually get to know these people, right? I'm reading their stories. I'm listening to their, to their podcast interviews. I'm watching their speeches. I'm reading their journals sometimes. If they've not ever published anything yet, I've looked at their, their literal half-baked you know, uh, manuscript with handwritten notes of what is important to them, right? And so I, I see and, and understand the person themselves. And that's what allows the brand. Let me give you an example. Okay. So I, one of my crystallized client is her name is Cheryl Lynn, and she is a CEO of a company called Joyly. And for years, she's had this vision of having a chair of joy, be able to change the world. Okay, and she had a lot of words around it and a lot of research and a lot of people. And what I noticed is that, that she wasn't getting traction because it was, it was an admirable idea and people were attracted to it, but they weren't magnetized to it. They weren't pulled into it and going, I want to be a part of this right. as a movement, as a global movement. And I crystallized her. And as part of the crystallization, I created the framework that she uses, sit, breathe, think, feel. You sit in the chair. You breathe into your body and arrive in the moment. You think about something that you enjoy in the past, that you have brought you great joy, and then you feel that energy again. Sit, breathe, think, feel. The reason why I created Sit, Breathe, Think, Feel for Cheryl and Joyly is because while I was exploring her content and her brilliance, I discovered, which I had never seen before in any of the Zoom calls that I had ever been on with her, which were many, I discovered that she really wanted this for kids more than anything else. She wanted to have something so simple that a small child could understand it because she knows the mental health crisis starts real, real early, right? And so I found that nugget about her and felt it about her in one of her many speeches that I watched and went, whoa, that is the thing that is lighting her up. And so when I knew that nugget about her heart, about her why, then I could create a model of one syllable words that any child could understand. Sit, breathe, think, feel. And since she was crystallized as a result of that and her why, then it started to magnetize out to the world. And it's been amazing what she has done with that brand. She's created a global movement as a result of it. That's amazing. Yeah. So where do people go wrong with this? So if they go off on their own and they're like, I'm not using Teresa, I can do this. I can come up yeah. with it. Where are they going to screw up? 
they're going to screw up by not getting someone else. You know, and I don't care who that is. It doesn't matter who that is. I mean, it does matter who that is because the quality of the person that you choose you is do? your strategic well, co-creator. Again, my model That's of where they go wrong amplify, is that they don't have a really two other pieces that I do okay. once I clarify and your strategic them. Co-creator I amplify, can be I help amplify them by uh, you know, crystallizing uh, their uh, keynote. Uh, right? They want to get on stage in your business community. It can be one of your mastermind partners. Well, as a professional speaker, comedian, improv artist, right? I can help them with the mechanics, and because I was a co-creator of the model. And I can understand the marketplace, speech, right? Sure. Right. Or where if they, they go want wrong. to have it's, their it's brilliance come out in the book, book I can help them with the book outline. Do it by yourself, right? Because it's all based on the same stuff now, your which is going to be so you amazing once you get to that monetized side. You just can't. Right? So, so it depends the, on how the they way that you can refine uh, and what way they want to amplify and expand. Again, not just refine it, but go. Hey, you know, you could do more than that. When we have, you can do something bigger than that. You can accomplish more than that. Requires somebody else. Now I use my writing chops and my speech. That's their jobs and my, you know, even, you know, my, my healing, alternative all, healing, right? To, to hold space for people in this so tender place of, gro- of growth napkin. and transformation. It's a very, you know, there's, you, you hit the ceiling map. for a reason. And you've then when you remove the ceiling because you bring someone else into it and you can actually see yourself in a clearer way, you can actually have, again, my model of clarify, amplify, monetize. There's really two other pieces that I do once I clarify them. I amplify, I help amplify them by. Someone. crystallizing well, their keynote you know, right they want to get on stage for 45 minutes to then you know generate their business well as a professional speaker comedian improv artist right I can help them with the mechanics and because I was a co-creator of the model I can help them create an amazing speech right or if they want to have their brilliance come out in a book I can help them with the book outline right because it's all based on the same stuff now which is going to be so amazing once you get to that monetized side right so it depends on how they want to express themselves uh, and and what, what way they want to amplify. I have yes. many, again, yes, exactly. And so when you open earlier, it up Stacey, and, and you have someone else have explore it with you and start something, right? Like, like I, I have a client who now is, I use uh, my writing chops and my launching speaking her chops and my, children's you know, book even, you know, my, my healing, year, alternative as a healing, right? right? To, to hold space pieces of paper on her journal and about 40 pictures that she sent You know, you hit the ceiling for a reason. And then when you remove the ceiling because you bring around someone what else she cares into about, it. and now you can actually able see to yourself in a clearer way. In a really creative you way can actually have some, about right. You know, and of course, I, as our co-creator, right? helps so with it's that process it's definitely an alchemic of, of process writing it and of, executing of it, and so on. But that once well, we get into you know, where we can no longer get tied, head, and you're trying to figure out, you're you're hitting those walls and you're hitting those proverbial ceilings. It's frustrating. And it's hard to yourself that you cannot get others to understand what you're trying to make your mission be, how you're trying to change the world and how you're trying to do good. And there's very few people out there who don't want to do all of those things. And they have some little shimmer inside, even if they haven't discovered it yet, but they know that they have a drive to do something. They might just not understand what that bigger picture is yet. Yes, yes, exactly. And so when you open it up and and you have someone else explore it with you and start something, like I have a client who is uh, uh, launching her first children's book uh, at the end of this year as a result of two pieces of paper on her journal and about 40 pictures that she sent me of her 
her family and her life and everything. And by getting crystal crystallized around what she cares about, now she's been able to express that in a really creative way that she's super juiced about, right? And of course, I, I as her co-creator, have helped her with that process of, of writing it and executing it and so on. But that once we get into what the, where we can no longer get tied down by the hows, what are we going to write about? Like content marketing, right? When you know every single day, all day long, what you're going to talk about, no matter who you are, <laughs> wherever you are, you're going to say the same things because you know it so well. Yeah. Content marketing becomes fun. I, I talk about content marketing being smart, easy, and fun, right? When it's built on a model, it's smart. You're always going to be talking at, from your place of expertise, right? Easy. You already know what your hashtags are. You already know what your points are going to be. And fun, it's something that genuinely came from your heart. Yeah. So you're never going to run out of juice. Right. Right. And so now you've touched on Amplify. Yep. Going into monetize. monetize. Yeah. So when we get to monetize, thank you. When we get to monetize, here's what I perceive as the biggest opportunity that I can help people with, which is crystallizing their business. Crystallizing their business as a primarily a thought leading professional solopreneur, uh, you know, small business, right? What tends to happen is they're now talent. They got they're harnessed their talent. They've crystallized their talent. They know exactly what they're doing. They have a killer speech. They got a great new best selling book. They're doing these coaching programs and these retreats and all the things. Now, how are they actually going to scale that bad boy? Well, now you really are talking about the nuts and bolts of of marketing and sales, right? So I help them if they are uh, the same user of the system that I use, which is speaker flow, if they want to adopt that process, that that system, then I help them with that to have them think because people that are creative are often not the business people. Yeah, right. They don't get it. They don't understand that when you're on a podcast, have a call to action. And when the call to action gives something of value and the something of value goes into the CRM, which goes into this, which goes into that, which allows you to talk to many people at once to allow you to build a scalable business and, and, you know, create that vision. Right. right. So there's mechanics, nuts and bolts of systems yeah. and processes and tools and people. And so I, because I've been such an integral co-creative strategic partner with them, when we get to their monetized part, like what's your lead magnet, right? Let's see your landing page. Let's talk about how it's connecting, like connect the dots, baby. Right. Not just talking about monetization, but I want to see deals closed one, right? Yeah deals closed one. So that's when, and of course I help them with sales mentoring because not only am I a marketing, uh, you know, crystallizer, I'm also a sales uh, beast. And I, uh, and I know that when you build a sales uh, practice around a triangulated model, a third party, you're no longer selling yourself. And that's where they fundamentally, most people get caught in is they can, they cannot sell themselves. They know they're brilliant. They know they're amazing. They know how good of a person they are and how well they can do the work. And they're terrible salespeople. And what they haven't gotten out of typically is the fact that they're selling themselves versus they're selling an actual thing and that they're orbiting around the thing. And if they can change their mindset, it's a lot easier to sell something for someone else. And yes. if you can envision it, that it's the something else and it's no longer you and it's not a part of your essence where you're going to be broken with every little sneer or raised eyebrow yes. or 
someone who doesn't actually buy into your idea that it's not an affront on you, that you're yeah. actually the salesperson for this magnificent thing that you have created and yes. that you are orbiting around and you're bringing attention to, you can finally not actually be kind of submissive to it. Okay. Preach. Preach. Exactly. When you can have the triangulated conversation. So for me, my conversations all day when I'm having them with people about crystallization is clarify, amplify, monetize. Okay. I, I see the world through that lens and it seems to me to be genius. Okay. (laughs) And so I can have any conversation anywhere, anytime with anyone about the power of clarify, amplify, monetize and how I can help affect that. Okay. And because I can get so passionate about that, as you can see in here, right, you, you feel it from me and you know that I'm not submissive and I'm not dominant. I'm a co-creator and you either like what I'm showing you and say, and that's what I call the sales that I teach my, my crystallized clients is show and tell sales. All you got to do is just show them the model and tell them about it. That's it. Right. I feel the same way as you with your clarity and amplify and uh, monetize. monetize. Mm -hmm. I feel that way about mutually beneficial partnerships. So I've built an entire business in Hollywood, working with brands, leveraging other third-party IPs content where the brand becomes a benefit to the content holder too. So it goes back and forth. So I look at the whole world of how do you create strategic brand partnerships? So I've done the same thing with our content and using it as a corner piece and developing, you know, thought leadership and all of these other things around that so that we can solve that problem for people. So nice. I get it. I, and yeah. people look at me and they know I'm not submissive. <laughs> I'm <laughs> a little dominant sometimes, but you know, I get, I'm told that I'm very passionate when mm-hmm. I'm talking because I am, I'm very passionate about my belief. And that's what you're helping people do is pull that passion out and helping them actually be able to share and verbalize that. Yes. belief. Exactly. And because they, they, they have fundamental clarity and confidence, yeah. they have clarity about what they're saying because they can draw it on the cocktail napkin and they have confidence about it because they've vetted it. They have, they, they understand, believe they believe they, it's fundamentally a part of them, right? It and is them. It Literally. is them. It is them. And when you have that level of certainty and clarity and confidence around it, you can't help but be successful from a sales standpoint, right? So that that's to me where the where the real magic happens at the very end is how can you actually have those sales conversations over and over and over and over and over again to such a degree like I love sales conversations I can't get enough of them because they it's it's I'm I breathe it I live it I love it right and that's what I want my clients and your listeners to be able to do. So I have, just so you know, I want love to offer them. I have a complimentary access to my uh, crystallization process. So I have 10 steps to clarify, amplify, and monetize your brand and business. Little videos that I've done about how I, how I crystallize people's brilliance and have them sort of think about it. Uh, it's TeresaRose.com slash clear. And if you think about how do I spell Teresa Rose, it's like there's a rose. So that's my little, I, I have the accidentally best URL, I think, on the planet. And that's there's a rose.com slash clear. Awesome. That is very, very awesome. Yes. And I'm just getting ready to say, how can all of our listeners find you and your magnificence so you can help them? Yeah. And you set that up perfectly for yourself. So this will also be in the show notes. So if someone is running around, walking a dog, driving, and you don't have a pen right now, just know that you can pop on over and it will be in the notes so that you can find more about where you can go for TeresaRose.com. 
Thank you so much, Stacy. This has been an absolute pleasure. I loved having a kindred spirit conversation about marketing. Really enjoyable speaking with you as well. Are there any last words of parting advice to our listeners today that you can share? I would invite them to think about the next time they go to a networking event or a place where they're going to meet new people. If they can take a look at that cocktail napkin that they're going to pick up with that little plastic glass of wine (laughs) and really think about how could I draw my brilliance on this cocktail napkin and be able to give it to this person so that I could continue the conversation. Give yourself a challenge to put clarity on a cocktail napkin for yourself to really bring it to fruition. My assumption is that cocktail napkin is not supposed to walk away and look like it has an entire ink blot on it. It is supposed to actually be somewhat restrained and clear and concise versus less white space. Exactly. Oh, exactly. It's, it should be a doodle. It should be a doodle, not, not a, a, can, a, a canvas. <laughs> well, Teresa, thank you so much for joining us today. Really a delight. Love your energy. And I can see why you are so successful. So thank you for sharing your insights with our listeners today. Thank you, Stacy, for the privilege of being on your show. I really appreciate it. Be well. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. And until then, if you are interested in what I just mentioned, mutually beneficial partnerships with Hollywood and celebrities and influencers, reach out. I'm happy to connect you with our team and we can dive in and chat a little bit more. Have a great one.